I'm not going to try to keep you alone, but the Holy Spirit is dealing with me. Uh, as in your text, you see Leviticus, the 16th chapter, and uh, I appreciate uh, Deacon Kyle's obedience. I asked him to read Hebrews uh, 10th chapter, verses 19 to 25. Uh, so much I want to deal with, but so little time. So I won't keep you. But I got to point your attention to Leviticus, the 16th chapter. And while you're there, just stay there. I'm going to read a little bit, but not all of it. But I'm going to stay here going to go back to Hebrews, the ninth chapter and the 10th chapter, but I'm going to stay in Leviticus, the 16th chapter. Y'all with me here? So everybody should have their Bible opened up to what? The 16th chapter. Amen. I praise God for his word, for his word is true. His word is powerful. His word interprets itself. So what you see in Hebrews is, is repeating what we see in the 16th. Uh, but Hebrews gives us a better and a greater understanding. Because it speaks of what we did not see. <laughs> but now we know. Somebody might cast that on the way home. The 16th chapter, first verse, reading from the New Living Translation. If you're there, say amen. If you're still traveling, say hold on. All right. I heard one hold on, so I'm going to wait. I can wait for one. Amen. Let us journey together. Praise God. And I'm excited. It sounds like a child said it, so I'll wait. Amen. Still traveling, say hold on. If you're there, say let's go. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of Aaron's two sons who died after they entered the Lord's presence and burned the wrong kind of fire before him. The Lord said to Moses, warn your brother Aaron not to enter the most holy place behind the inner curtain whenever he chooses. If he does, he will die. For the ark's cover, the place of atonement, also known as the mercy seat, is there. And I myself am present in the cloud above the atonement cover. When Aaron enters the sanctuary area, he must follow these instructions fully. He must bring a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering, he must put on his linen tunic and the linen undergarments worn next to his body. He must tie the linen shafts around his waist and put the linen turban on his head. These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself in water before he puts them on. Aaron must take from the community of Israel two male goats for sin offerings and a ram for a burnt Offering. I'm going to stop right there. This text introduces us of a past event. 
I, I apologize I don't have a good story or another introduction to give to you, but I just got to deal with this text like it is. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses. Does your word say that? And it says something after the death of Aaron's two sons, uh, Moses' nephews, his brother's children, they're dead because they acted a fool. It suggests that they might have went in there drunk. It suggests that they were very out of their mind when they went in thinking they could do what they want in God's holy place. Tell your neighbor, God will not be mocked. And he shown up was not. They will burn up. Burnt up. So the fire came out and consumed them. You want, to, you want to read for yourself? Just go to the 10th chapter of Leviticus. It's right there. And so God is letting them know that before you can come into my presence, you cannot just come as you choose. Now, 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 to us, this is troubling because we boldly go in God's presence as much as we want. But this is before Calvary. So before Calvary, they had a purpose and a procedure that had to follow in order for true atonement be done. Aaron, we, we know him as Aaron here. But to, to highlight for you who Aaron is, he is the high priest. And the high priest, once a year, will go into the most holies of holies. Once a year. So out of the 365 days that that man is serving in that tent, only one of those days is he able to go in. And he points out, God points out, because God's a specific God, he says, on what day of what month when you do this? And when you do this, you call this the day of atonement. You go down to the 25th chapter, that begins the year of Jubilee. Now it's, prom- it's practiced today as we know it as Yom Kippur. Getting from the word of the covering seat, of the covering, Kippur, that means a covering. And so we see here that God... It, it, uh, it's established for them in order for things to be right you got to make it right now some of you say well what does it got to do with me I'm glad you asked because look what Aaron the high priest can somebody say high priest has to do he has to get a ox or a bull he has to get two goats and a ram then on top of that, there's further instructions how he has to carry fiery coals and incense back and forth. This guidelines does not give you the necessarily steps and the procedures. So we can't tell you how long it took him, but one man by himself with an ox, two goats, and a ram, I can imagine, takes some time. Anybody ever walked a dog? Come on, just a dog. An ox is five times that. Ten times that. I think an ox weighs about a ton, okay? So he's taking an ox, two goats, and a ram. 
And look here, they each have a specific purpose. Aaron offers the bulls as a sin offering for himself and his family. That has to be done first because before he can make atonement for anybody else, he first has to atone. Let me get on your block. You want somebody to atone and repent, but you haven't done it yourself first. I'm going to stay there for a moment. Let's let it sink in. You have it in your heart, in your mind, your pride, your ego. I'm right. I know I'm right. And they wrong and they know they wrong. And I'm going to hold out till they admit it. Now you both in the wrong. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And, and look what this atonement is covering. It's covering all of those sins they might have unknowingly committed. We sometimes do things that we know offend God, and then we do things that we don't even know we offended anybody and offended God. And God has to cover everything because you cannot just show up to God in just any kind of way. So Aaron has to sacrifice this ox for him and for his family. And, and, and Aaron has a greater reverence now for the holies, for the tender holies. Why is that? Because he lost his two sons. Because Moses got upset with Aaron after he lost his two sons. Because Moses, Moses saw Aaron eating the sin offering outside of the tent. The priests are to eat the sin offering. That is their food. That is what they receive as serving in. And they're supposed to eat the sin offering, absorbing the sins of the people. I'm going to try that again. Some of y'all didn't catch that. They will eat the remains of the sin offering to take in, to absorb the sins of the people. Who absorbed our sins? I'll ask the question. Y'all can talk back to a brother. Who absorbed our sins? I've got a few people woke up. Who, who absorbed our sins? Amen. Let's keep on now. And so Moses got mad at Aaron and said, how come you have not eaten them? Aaron says to him, says, because what has happened, I dared not go back <laughs> and eat in there. And then Moses was pleased because he understood Aaron got the message. You just don't show up. In the holy of holies, and you now holy yourself. My goodness. And so Aaron has a deeper, earnest respect now for God. Because he realized how holy he is, and he's not to be mocked. And catch this, Aaron has to follow these meticulous laws and guidelines correctly. Because if he messes up, he will fall down and die. Heavy woo, is the task. And so he has to prepare the bull sin offering and the ram for the burnt offering. He puts on his holy linen coat and in his linen he has to bathe himself and cleanse himself. And then after he does that, it says Aaron has to offer the bull as a sin offering for himself. And then he takes, he goes to the, to the, to the burnt offering. And then he takes the coals and the fiery sense and he places that before God to make a cloud of incense before God. And what does that do? That covers him in the presence of God because he's not good enough to stand in the presence of God. Who's here good enough to stand in the presence of God? I'm so thankful that God provides us a way 
way to stand uh, in his presence because we're not holy, we're not worthy enough, but he makes provisions that we can meet his face. Is somebody happy about that? So Aaron has to put this cloud to cover him. And also another uh, read that says it symbolizes the prayers uh, going forth and how God can hear our prayers. But God is meeting him there because over the Thomas see, and then he takes the blood of the ox and he sprinkles it on the front and over the mercy seat, the atonement seat, seven times. Yeah, 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 I like that number seven, don't you? Yeah, completion, completely forgiven, atoning the sins. And he has atoned the covenant seat. Then, after he takes that goat, then he goes, after he takes the oxen blood, then he goes and does the same onto the altar with the ox and the goat's blood to sprinkle it on it, on the horns all over it seven times. Then, then he goes to receive one of the goats, and one of the goats, both of them, are dedicated to the Lord as a sin offering. But how will you decide which one is which? He casts lots for them, one for the lot for God, one for the lot for Azil, or also known as the scapegoat. The one that lot that falls on the God, he sacrifices that one, and, and he sprinkles that blood on the atonement sink seven times. He sprinkles that on the burnt offering on the horns seven times, showing the completion. And all he's done, all that Aaron has done, all that he has done is just made the tent where they meet holy. That went over somebody said, let me say it and let me slow down. All he has done is make only the holy, the atonement seat, and the burnt offering. The people are still wretched sinners. It's not till he gets the scapegoat, puts both hands, can't put one, both hands, and confesses all the sins over this goat. And I was thinking to myself, nowhere does it say that they hold a confessional, so how do they know all their sins? So then I was thinking to myself, how long was he doing this? Some of y'all, some of y'all didn't get that one. Okay, okay, holding it down, people. If it, if he was just standing up for Samuel Thomas Durham right now, it might be at least three hours just to get me covered. And I said, Lord, I need some more time. Might be some other stuff. So he had to confess all of them, and then Cassus, Cassus, Cassus. Aaron's doing all of this. The high priest is doing all of this. And he's going within this 45-foot tent back and forth. No one, no person is to enter this tent during this procedure. He has no help. All by himself, he performs the duties for the atonement for the people. The person to receive the scapegoat is outside of the tent of meeting. That it releases the goat and then that person releases that goat into the wilderness to represent the atonement of their sins to go off. And our God has separated the sins of the people away from them. And then, and then, and then after all of that, he takes off the holy garments, the linen garments, and then bathes himself and then joins the people for the burnt offering. But it's not until after all of that has been done, not until he sanctified the, the, the atonement scene, the burnt offering where they make their sacrifice so the sacrifice will truly be holy unto God, so truly they can go before God. Not until they sanctify that, then he cleanses the people. And I want you to catch all these meticulous steps that took just to make the people pure. Now, 
stay in Leviticus, but I'm going to go to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Verse 1. And it says, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come. Not the good things themselves, the sacrifices under the system that were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. My Lord. Because when you look in Leviticus 16 chapter, Verse 20 says, when Aaron has finished purifying the most holy place and the tabernacle and the altar, he must present the live goat. He will lay both his hands on the goat head and confess over it all the wickedness, rebellion, and sins of the people of Israel. In this way, he will transfer the people's sins to the head of the goat. The man specially chosen for the task will drive the goat into the wilderness. As As a goat goes into the wilderness, it will carry all the people's sin upon itself into a desolate land. Where Aaron goes back into the tabernacle, he must take off the linen garments and he, and he, must, and he was, was wearing when he entered the most holy place and he must leave the garments there. Then he must bathe himself with water in a sacred place, put on his regular garments and go out to sacrifice a burnt offering for himself and a burnt offering for the people through this process. He will purify himself and the people, making them right with the Lord. He must then burn all the fat of the sin offering on the altar. The man chosen to drive the scapegoat into the wilderness of Zeal must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water that he may return to the camp. Verse 27. The bull and the goat presented as sin offerings were, whose blood Aaron takes into the most holy place for the purification ceremony will be carried outside the camp. The animal's hides, internal organs, dung are all to be burned. The man who burns them must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water before returning to the camp. On the tenth day of the appointed month in the early autumn, you must deny yourselves. Neither native-born Israelites nor foreigners living among you may do any kind of work. This is a permanent law for you. On that day, offerings of purification will be made for you, and you will be purified in the Lord's presence from all your sins. It will be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you, and you must deny yourselves this. This is a permanent law for you. In future generations, the purification ceremony will be performed by the priest who has been anointed or ordained to serve as high priest in place of his ancestor Aaron. He will put on the holy linen garments and purify the most holy place, the tabernacle, the Alter the priests and the entire congregation. This is a permanent law for you to purify the people of Israel from their sins, making them right with the Lord once each year. Moses followed all of these instructions exactly as the Lord had commanded him. I want you to, I'm going to try to close this out by you seeing Jesus in this. Once a year they had to do this. For all their sins to be forgiven. But after that day, <laughs> they were still wretches undone. And I think about Samuel Thomas Durham and how one day I give my life to Christ. 
And then the next day I go back doing what I love doing. I, I can't speak for you because maybe you're holier than me, so you, you, you're not down that road. But I know I can come to Sunday school and come to Bible study and talk the talk. Oh, I, I can look at my good friend, sister, man. Oh, I love you. Jesus loves you. And so do I, knowing I was a wretched undone last night. Still in need of repent, but too proud to say so. But yet God knows the hardness of our hearts. So he had to institute this for the people, for them to get right. And it hit me. How often do you wake up in the morning atoned, repenting for your sins? Some of you looking at said, well, didn't Christ die and pay for it all? Well, I'm glad you said that. Because <laughs> then if you keep on reading in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, it says, then why go on sinning? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, now he's talking. Now he's talking. 26 in Hebrews 10 chapters, dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we receive knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son, my goodness, of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if it were common and unholy. And have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God mercy to us. That did not convict anybody. Then I don't know what else I can say to you. Well, that's not the word of God. That's not from me. You can get mad at me all you want. Get mad at me. I can care less. It's God that's saying this to you. That is saying to us. That if we are truly been redeemed, we truly have given our lives to Christ. And why do we keep on doing the same thing? Over and over and over again. Going to say, God's working on my tongue, but you still curse. Going to say, God's working on this habit, but you still watching pornography. You still watching Radar R movie. You still doing this and saying, I'm not lustful. Can I be real? We live in a world where they will put anything on the television to make it acceptable when God is saying this is not acceptable. Some of those class probably came for those that turned their TV off this week. Y'all realize that, huh? Some of y'all still watching your TV. It's all right. I know y'all want to watch that Super Bowl. Want to see your commercials. I want to see Jesus. And that's why I made that come commitment for these 21 days to turn off my TV and I've given up other things just to draw closer to him and realize what a wretched sinner I am. On my best day I'm still a wretched sinner. And when I look at this I think about Jesus your, your, your dying was not in vain but I make it in vain every time I go back to lying. I go back to stealing. I go back to gossiping. I go back to backstabbing. I go back to disobeying your leadership. I go back for just being ugly for no other reason because I got a right to. It's time out now for us to say God it's your church. It's your way. Have your way. 
pastor's preaching, so he's thinking it's easier for me. But I, 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 I'm preaching to myself, and I spend where you've been. I sat there and looked up at the pastor and said, I don't care what you're trying to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. I was a child, and my mom, we would know I would sit right next to the pastor, get up to preach. I closed my ears. How did I close my ears? I laid my, my head on her lap and went to sleep because I didn't care what he had to say. Not because he was boring, not because he was not interesting. I just made up my mind. I did not want to listen to what he had to say. Some of us show up to church now. We still awake. Walked up and said, I'm going to show up, but I don't care what God has to say. Because I want you to realize, I am standing here, but it's not me speaking. It's his word. That's why I'm reading his word so you can catch it. That is not just saying I'm making stuff up. God said he will judge you. Not me. The Holy Spirit will convict you, not me. So I'm not trying to stand here trying to convict you. That's the Holy Spirit doing his job. Hallelujah. And so look at this. The high priest had to do all of this for the sins of the people. And what did Jesus do? Jesus, our high priest, did not have to eat a goat. Sin offering. (laughs) Did not have to offer ox blood for your atonement. For that God did not desire. But he desired a body, a sacrifice. And that Christ gave. He gave his body as a living sacrifice for us. He who knew no sin became sin for our Redemption. He atoned for us. He made us at one mint with God. He expitiated, he cleared us of all our sins. Tell your neighbor, all of my sins. Get personal. Tell somebody, all of my sins. Come on, talk to your neighbor. Some of y'all need to go and repent because some of y'all have to repent lately. Tell them, all of my sins. And then look what they did after they made the sacrifice with the animals. They took them outside of the camp. Jesus was not crucified in the city. But he was crucified outside the city. They took his body outside and buried him outside. But yet... He did something while he was on that cross. The Bible says how it became dark. I heard another preacher say how the sun refused to sign because the sun was at its brightest moment. The S-U-N refused to shine because the S-O-N was at his brightest moment. And during that time, the record tells us the earth shook. Tombs were opened. Bodies were resurrected still in their graves. Because they didn't come until after he came up, but it was open up right there. And then it says, the veil was torn. Whoo! From top to bottom. What does that mean? That means that I don't need a high priest. To go in year 
after year to atone for my many sins. But Jesus paid it all. Am I talking to somebody here? That surely he died on Calvary. That when they hung him high and they stretched him wide. When he said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And when he got down to the last verse said, it is finished. You have been atoned. You have been reconciled back with God. And that's the beautiful thing. Because if you've been brought back, then why walk back to the mess he brought you from? But you should walk around with your new shoes, with your new crown, with your new robe, and realize that I'm going to talk about heaven. Heaven! Because we realize that God has transformed us. He who is in Christ is a new creation. All things. Woo! Pass away all things. Become new. Anybody here tired of doing the same old stuff? Getting the same old results? I'm still working on some of y'all holier than thou. Say, well, I do all right. I know you do all right. That's why you're only all right. I'm tired of being in the valley. Thinking I was on a mountaintop because I came up from where I used to be. Mediocre means I'm just better than the worst. But yet God has called us to so much higher. He called us royal, hallelujah, priesthood. That means we are to carry on this ministry of reconciliation. But yet if you catch the procedures, how can I reconcile somebody when I'm not reconciled? I'm going to get real with some of you. Some of you are not going to like it, but listen, me say it like this. Some of you have so much sickness, financial problems, and stress in your life because you have not confessed some sins in your life. You don't have to tell it to me. Because there's one mediator, and that is Jesus. So just a little talk with Jesus will make it right. Jesus can be your goat, your scapegoat. Lay all your sins on him and say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. And Lord, I give it all to you. Some of y'all caught up because you don't want nobody looking at you. Don't worry about them. This is between you and your God. Can't you, can't you get personal with it? This is my God. My Lord. Woo! You want to get real good and say, Daddy, <laughs> I need you. And call on him right now. And just let go what you need to let go. Just let go what you need to let go. You've been atoned. The price has been paid. No longer for you to walk with that burden and that guilt on your back like you got to hold it up by yourself. You can't hold it up by yourself. That's why he died. To set you free. That's why where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is Liberty. I'm, I'm still preaching because somebody's not letting go. I'm still preaching because somebody's not letting go. I'm still preaching because someone's not letting go. Just pray for me. Just pray for the pastor. But, and, and just pray for yourself and pray for all around. Somebody need to let go whatever you're holding on to. This is not yours. 
Nothing in this world is yours. You can't take it with you. You can make a big tomb all you want, but somebody, a big flood, a big earthquake, a big hurricane can blow that mess away. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad that what I have in Jesus can no man touch and take away. For who can separate us from the love of God? Lay it down. Realize the price that has been paid for our sins. Realize the pain that you have gone through and the suffering that you have gone through does not equate to what Christ has gone through. And if you have not confessed that sin, I'm going to tell you this. Jesus is telling you this. Jesus is telling you that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm going to say this again. This is what Jesus is saying to you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And all he says to come lay your burdens down. You've been carrying this all your life. You've been trying to do it all by yourself. You was waiting for some magical phone call to come. And Jesus has been calling your name. Saying just come. Just come. Just come. And lay it down. For his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. And then you realize that you realize that if you suffer loss, like if you lose a car, <laughs> you lose your house, you lose your job, you lose a loved one, you realize that God is still good. Because you realize that you did not place your hope on earthly and worldly things. But you can sh- truly say, my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I dare not trust. The sweetest frame, but only lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All the other ground is sinking sand. And you got to say that the hymn had to say it one more time. All other ground is sinking sand. Do you want to sink or do you want to stand? Make up your mind. Let everything be surrendered to Christ and stand on him. And stand on him. I'm just going to close there. I just want to close. Just take a time of repentance. Time of confession. Just turning back to God. Lord, we just come right now, God. We just come right now, God. Thanking you that you will pay the price for all our sins way back on Calvary. That you have called us to be back with you. And Lord, too many times we have run away and done what we wanted to do. Because of the pride in our hearts, the arrogance of our own attitude, our ego to be bigger than you. But God, we realize how small we are today. We realize how weak we are before you. And Father, we're desperate for you. We need you, almighty God. We can't live without you, God. Lord, we need you. We need you. We need you. Lord, we need you to be the husbands we want to be, the wives we want to be the mothers we want to be, the fathers we want to be, the children we want to be, the brothers we want to be, the sisters we want to be, the grandparents we want to be, the cousins we want to be, the leaders we want to be, the professionals we want to be. God, we are nothing without you, but Lord, we're everything with you. Lord, have your way. Have your way. We're sorry for what we've made it before. We're sorry for trying to take it back. We're sorry for not giving it to you, but today, 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 Lord, we're changing. 
and no more. No more. No more about business as usual. Father, we give it back to you. If there's someone here who does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the Bible says that you've confessed with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God has risen him from the grave. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you shall be saved. All who call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. So if that is you, I just want to lead you in this prayer. Just want to lead you in this prayer. Is your prayer. I just want to lead you in your prayer. Don't say if you don't mean it. God knows your heart. Just let him hear your heart and just say, dear Lord Jesus, I do believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I'm asking you to forgive me. And I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And I turn now from my ways of sin to live a life pleasing to you. You are my Lord and you are my Savior. Come into my heart and rule in me. Amen. May we stand as we stand at the hand of discipleship.